Hey everyone, before we get started, just a quick disclaimer. This movie deals with a lot of sensitive subjects. Sexual assault, suicide, um, you know, animal death, uh, being basically if you're a woman and anything terrible could happen to you. And that's the sort of thing that would trigger you. Uh, be warned that this movie definitely deals with those topics. It is, um, you know, I'm not good at trigger warnings, but listen carefully. Welcome back to Hitchikachi Chronolachi. Uh, this is the podcast where I, Jeff, go through every single one of Alfred Hitchcock's movies in the order they were made and released. And uh, it is the weather has turned. It is beautiful out in this December day. <laughs> and uh, I am watching, for the second time in a row, a Tippi Hedren film. And with me again for the second time in a row is Tessa from Tessa and Elliot Argue. What? Hello. You can tell she's been beaten down by this I film. Have. She's only had to do two Hitchcock movies, and already her spirit is broken. It is. Um, and so just imagine what I've been through. I don't want to. I mean, okay. I I have not, I mean, this movie has beaten me down because there are, there are just so much, there's just so much. There's just so much I have to say about this movie. <laughs> so uh, the birds was a cakewalk, wasn't it? Oh, it, I would take the birds over this movie any other day i would take the spy movie that elliot watched at the beginning oh north by northwest, north by northwest. Yes. now let, let's let's take out any emotions about the content okay and just purely on a were was this boring or was this entertaining it was both <laughs> okay <laughs> Tippy so you had times where you were looking at your phone but you also had times maybe where you were like why is this happening and what is going on? Yes, I was in the process of crocheting and decorating my Christmas tree. And there were times where I would be like doing something and I would just stop and stare at the screen. And I'm like, what the what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we watched Marnie from 1964 <laughs> starring <laughs> starring as, of course, Tippi Hedren and uh, the very young, just fresh off of doing some Bond films, maybe even just one Bond film, one. Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he is not quite that household name, but he's about to be. Mm -hmm. And um, boy, so who <laughs> Hitch has done some things in the past with his films <laughs> that are just tough to swallow, but this one's this one's pretty. This one's pretty good. Yeah, you need several content warnings for this this episode. Yeah, I texted Tessa and I was like, "Hey, this happens, you know, just so you know, yes. not side, you know, there's a there's an animal death and probably wasn't handled in a ethical humanitarian no. way." And there uh, also is a lot to do with um, well, sexism and misogyny. And we've mm -hmm. seen in other movies it from a I don't want to say a subtle way, uh -huh. but a more kind of 
undertone maybe you just oh there's undertones of misogyny why is he doing that you know and all this stuff this is that throws that out the window i definitely in the lot in the in in the other films you could kind of forgive it because it wasn't full-on like sexual assault (laughs) yes right and then okay so that's what i had heard about this movie now i listened to a podcast which will remain nameless because they had said a lot of inaccurate things about hitchcock oh and they were negative things, and I've said negative things, right. and I've got more to say this time, but I actually, you know, read about it, and read about it from Tippy Hedren's own words. Um, but they had said, yeah, there's a rape scene in this movie. Yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I watch it, and there isn't. Now, there are things that are sexual assault, mm-hmm. certainly. But there isn't a full on no, you don't involuntary sexual intercourse scene in the movie. It it eludes to it, like you know but this is what's it? going to happen. Yeah, I think so. So, okay, I mean, well, we'll I get think to this. so, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I don't even know where to start. Let me <laughs> let me pull my notes out. So it actually starts off kind of like it's a. It kind of interesting. It's like a heisty thing. Yeah, right? like a heist movie. A nice heist movie. The woman is the protagonist. The men are are incompetent. The victims. The victims. Yeah, sure. And I'm on board, right? Yeah. It, it 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 shows off first. She's her yellow bag. She's very um, smart. That she fills with money. Mm-hmm. She takes all of her old costume and clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it dumps it into a briefcase. And then, so we start off with this guy who's complaining about an employee who had stole money from him. Right. Took into a safe, robbed $9,967. And in 1960s money, it's pretty good. Yeah. Did, did you do the the conversion? I did not. I did. I, I would, well, what do you got? 88000 So definitely a year's wage. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, a healthy annual wage. Yes, yes. Uh, Livable. So she's doing, she's doing well for herself. Yes. And this guy's complaining. And one of the things he says, uh, <laughs> that is like the first hint of where this movie is <laughs> red going. Red flag. First red flag. He says, "I don't know who she thinks she is. Always per- <laughs> pulling her skirt below her knees, like it's like a she's hiding. Tre- I can't remember the exact terminology. Treasure. Like it's a national like treasure." brilliant what an asshole now at this point though if you're so the thing about in my opinion and i'm so glad you're here (laughs) so you can keep my testosterone adult brain in check that if you're portraying this sort of thing negatively yes then it's it's okay to be in a film right it's like this is the bad guy he's clearly sexist yes no one likes him you don't feel and, sorry for him right and you don't empathize it's like okay this guy's just an asshole so so okay you know what all right this guy's just an yes. asshole well then sean connery shows up <laughs> sean connery who is noted as saying it's okay to hit women oh my god in real life, he said this. I know. And later on in the movie, he threatens. He says, I'm very close to yeah, beating you. Beating the hell to, out of you. Beating the hell out of you, Tippy Hedren. Oh. So he shows up and he talks about how great her legs are. Yep. Anyway, so this is where Tippy is introduced. She is, you're following her as she's making her way out of this heist. 
Uh, she has the money. She puts it in a uh, one bag, which is like pink or turquoise. I can't remember. I can't remember either. And then a gray bag yes. is where her old costume and everything was. She washes the, the dye out of her hair, which I didn't think was possible. It's not. I don't know who they think they're trying to fool because it's Hitchcock not was me. like, yeah, you just totally just wash it out. Oh, it's definitely like someone who's never dyed their hair been le- was like, oh, yeah, you can go black and blonde in a one wash. Like, what? Was that shoe yeah, polish? I, I have never dyed my hair. Yeah. And I know he, this. Right, right. Like, he's he's relying heavily on people not knowing that you cannot do that unless it is actually, like, shoe polish. Maybe that was <laughs> it. Maybe every day as she was pulling this high, she dunked her head in, in, in shoe, shoe polish. polish. And even still, it's got a stain. And, yes, there's no way, there's no way that you are getting black to blonde in one one single wash in one day without out of a sink I, she yeah. didn't even get in the shower yeah. she washed it in the sink without absolutely destroying your hair and there not being patches <laughs> so all right i dare I'll let say it go. this is second red flag what the 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 washing of the yes because the shoe polish y- uh yes because it shows that he has no idea what it takes to dye your hair, be a woman, quote unquote, because like, you know, men obviously didn't. Well, they didn't obviously, but like a lot of men didn't dye their hair in there. So how would they know, you know? But yeah, as a like, I just. And again, as someone who doesn't dye their hair, I know. Right. It's not an excuse. Right, right. (laughs) And especially if you're making a film. Right. right? If you're making a film about firefighters. (laughs) You should learn about firefighting. You're like, firefighters definitely dra- ride around on dragons, right? Like, that's a yeah. thing. <laughs> I would watch the film. That would be cool. That would be a good movie. So she takes her bag of old garbage mm-hmm. that she doesn't need anymore and locks it in a locker and throws away the key. Yes. Now she goes home and she meets her mother. And once again, we've talked about Hitch's... Uh, mother characters and this is another one that really just takes the cake really weird like really weird so uh, what what my favorite one of my favorite characters <laughs> in this movie is the little girl that gets babysat by tippy hedron's mom i absolutely knew this was going to be your favorite character because immediately when they started like i was like oh tippy hedron's gonna beat up this nine-year-old like I was like, oh, this is Jeff's favorite character for sure. Yeah, like, I'm ready for yeah. it. I'm ready for her to be thrown out a window. Yeah. Not literally. No, you'd, no. you'd get a rag doll yeah, of sure. some kind and you'd toss a nine-year-old out the window. Right, 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 right. So she's, she, Jessica <laughs> is this little eight, nine-year-old girl who is being babysat daily by Tippy Hedron's mom. Yes. And Tippy is so jealous of this little girl and the little girl knows it. Yes. It's awesome. It's so good cuz she's like you know getting her hair brushed. And she's yeah, I never really brushed your um you know, I can't what is Tippy's character's name? Oh, um, Marnie. It's Marnie. That duh. <laughs> I, that was a test. You passed. <laughs> So I never really brushed, brushed Marnie's hair like this. I didn't this. have time to take care of Marnie the way I can oh, take care of you. Yeah, and just really laying it on thick. And uh, now Mama walks around with a limp. She's got an injured leg. Yes. And any time that 
Tippy even like tries to hug her or lay her head on her knee. She's, my leg. Yeah. My yeah, leg. yeah. Like she won't let her touch her. It, she won't look at her. It's like a very masculine portrayal. Like, because you tend to see the men characters, the dads are usually the ones that are, don't say I love you, back yeah. off of me. And that's what she's essentially doing with Marnie here mm -hmm. is there's a difference. There's Jessica. I'm doing with Jessica what I've always wanted to do, but right. she won't treat her daughter the same way. She's very, very cold towards Marnie. Yeah, it, but she, um, like, when she first sees her come in the door, her face lights up. Right. Oh, Marnie. And, and then it kind of, as it goes on, and then they get in an argument, and Marnie just gets slapped to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, what were they arguing about? The fact that Marnie thinks that her mom doesn't love her. Oh, which is true. Yeah, oh, 100%. Well, I mean, it's not true, well, It's but it's certainly... You can see easy to see yeah. why she feels that way. Oh, I definitely Be would if I was in that situation. Tippy Hedren does a really good job of portraying Marnie. I think this is an excellent performance by her. I think she steals the show, regardless of the content. Mm -hmm. I think she's excellent. She's so good in this. Yeah, and coming from the birds, where I thought she was very, um, just kind of oh, I'm. I'm this character, and then I'm afraid. Like, just very, mm -hmm. not a particularly exciting performance. She is much more depth as a character. Um, I can't say that she's a strong character, because she does take a lot of crap. Yeah. Um, uh, but she also is nuanced, at least, right? I mean, because there are people that are in abusive relationships mm -hmm. that stay in them. And I think she portrays that and performs it very well here. I don't think she, I don't think her character, I feel so bad for her character because her character doesn't have any healthy relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's And it's true. really sad. Well, she decides it's time to pull her new heist and she gets a job working uh, at uh, Sean Connery's Mr. Rutland, his office. Yes. And as she's waiting to interview this elderly, elderly is a strong word, seasoned, mature executive assistant comes out of the office finishing an interview. And the, the older balding gentleman is like, well, she's got all the credentials. Uh, she's got it. That's, hey, wrapped up. Yeah. This is the one we need, which is how you hire. Right. You don't hire the leggy blonde. <laughs> you hire the person who can who do has. the job the best. You would hope that that would be the. Now, I. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of anything that this boss character did other than be a dumb dumb oh that God. I find really problematic. He's just really stupid. Um, I mean, during the interview process, he was very. There was lots of question, personal questions that like in today's standards of like a job interview. I if yeah. I was asked those questions, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to work for this person. Like, OK, because they were so personal. Well, why'd you do this? Why'd you like it wasn't like, you know, what are your credentials? It was like, so you've been married. Like, it's none of your business. If I'm oh, married, yeah, totally. Know? Yeah. Um, And so but I I I see because that's the that's the 1960s. Like, you know, you're like, well, why are why are you working instead of being at home being a housewife? Like. Right. And I, I get that. And that 
of the misogyny in this movie, I don't, I can't say I forgive it, but I, I see it. You know what I mean? You can at least go, that's how it was in the yeah, 60s. Which is how. This is accurate at least. Which is how I, I felt about the birds. Like I totally could see where people would be like, oh, this is normal. This is how we, we treat women in the 60s. Um, and so the same thing can be said for this, for the interview process. Like he is a product of that time. Right. So, and after the, he, she clearly is not as qualified as the woman who left. However, Sean Connery is in the room and he recognizes her, but he's also eyeballing her. Yes. And of course, as <laughs> they make a point of showing you this, as he comes into the office, she pulls her dress down over her knees yes. as, as a way to confirm to him, I guess, that that's who, that that's is. who she thinks she is. Yeah. He is. Well, she gets oh, the sorry. job. Go ahead. Sorry. No. <laughs> He is the type of guy that if I noticed was eyeballing me, I would ask security to walk me to my car. (laughs) (laughs) Even if now, okay, how how much of a looker is Sean Connery here? Because my mom has always had a thing for Sean Connery, but she's always preferred old ass Sean Connery, you know, last crusade Sean Connery. Um. He looks kind of fake to me, like he's had work yeah. done almost. So I can't, I don't know if I'm a good, because, okay, so the way that I have find people attractive is if they are kind-hearted, good people with, like, that are nice to me and treat me well and stuff like that, because the instant that somebody is mean or does something that they're not, that, you know, that's wrong to me in my moral, like, I... I immediately am like, oh, I don't like you. Like, I don't find you attractive. Mm-hmm. I don't see why people do find you attractive. Like, I am one of those people that I find people's personalities very attractive. And um, so I can see why why people would find him attractive. And I had the rape scene not happened. I probably would have been okay. I've been like, oh, yeah, he's cute. Like, but because of that scene, I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, I'm good. So. Yeah. So this is a hideous human being. To me. Yes. I find him to be disgusting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So. (laughs) Well, (laughs) obviously things are not going to stay heisty and this is going to take a dark turn. Very dark turn. Um, Well, working through, I will get kind of blast through the heist thing, but eventually she steals Mm -hmm. Mr. Rutledge's money or Rutland's money. Yes. And doesn't get very far before he finds her and takes her back to the office. Okay. Like he hired her knowing she was a thief and now she's stolen something and now he has leverage. Yes. And how would you spend your leverage? Would you, uh, you know, get your money back and maybe then some, (laughs) would you, uh, I don't know, have them, uh, work for you for a cheaper rate would you all of these things possibly call the Go police ahead. <laughs> do you call the police like a normal human right. being and say i've caught a thief right yes and i think you'll find she's stolen money from here and here because he has intel yes or do you use your influence to force them to marry you oh clearly that's the that's the way to go right like that's what you're going to get the most out of that's the obvious choice because at some point Mr. Rutland says, I've fallen in love with you. And this is grade A 
to the point Hitchcock romance, which is no chemistry, yep. nothing really happens between them, yep. and he's in love. Yep. Totally which, in love. When we w- go back to last week, we talk about how she kind of flirts with him, mm-hmm. and then over time, they kind of, you kind of see that relationship grow, and they you could could see them as a couple right and it makes sense because they're spending time with each other and they've been through things together this is not that they had one scene where i was like oh i can see like when she went over to was it the office or his house and there was a thunderstorm okay i forgot about this scene (laughs) yes so this is where the creeping starts okay so uh, she had said on her application, I'm willing to work whatever overtime you need. Right. Well, it turns out Mr. Rutland would like you to come over to his place to do some work, which already, as you said, red, red flag. flag. Do not go to somebody's house to do overtime. This has got rapey written this all over. This has got, it, so. yeah, definite porno, like. Oh, yeah. Like, do you want a promotion? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. So they're, they get to talk, and I don't really remember, but then a lightning storm happens, yes. and she starts to flip. And she has this uh, phobia of the color red, yes. and you know this because the screen turns red. Yes, yes. And she plays it very well. You can definitely tell that her character has post-traumatic stress. Yes. And so she's freaking out because of the lightning. Mm-hmm. She's trying to leave, and he takes her, and he holds her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's calming her yep, down. Yep, yep. And then he kisses her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay. You're taking now a, you're starting to overstep. You're taking advantage of a situation. Yep. yep. And then you say to her, Don't worry, you're quite safe here from the lightning. Right. He pauses. You're quite safe here from the lightning. Hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Come on. Like okay okay like I and this is your hero. Yes. Yes. This is the He is portrayed as the good guy. Yep. What he is doing is reasonable. Yeah. This is how he's portrayed. Yeah. Yeah. And by the end of the movie he helps her deal with some trauma. Right. And it's just shown like what a great man this is that she's so lucky to have. Uh, (sighs) (sighs) So let's take a moment and talk about Hitchcock and and Tippy. I I had alluded to this (sighs) last week. So last week talked about the bird scene where the birds were hurled at her and she had been lied to. And. So, you know, and I brought up, this happens in cinema, right. and it doesn't just even really happen to women, They they, but it seems to mostly happen to women, right. uh, where they are, in order to get an authentic response, yes. they actually put them through what's happening on screen. Yeah, because that's a reasonable thing to do, especially totally. to women. <sighs> so, I wish I could say that's the worst of it. <laughs> so in this time, while nothing particularly happens on set, according to Tippi Hedren's memoir, she is propositioned by Hitch. <sighs> and when she refuses, he says, I can ruin your career. Yep. And she says, do what you have to do and walks away. Which is very. What a f- 
boss. I'm going to bleep that yeah. out. But what a boss. That is <laughs> like top boss move. Yeah. She says, I don't give a shit. Like, it's fine. I know me. Yeah. I'm I like and I'm not taking anything away from anyone who's been victimized or felt pressured and maybe gave in. Yeah. But I really also admire her saying, screw my career. Yeah. Forget it. That's fine. I'm not going to placate you and, mm-hmm. and then and continue to enable you. That is straight up like, do it, bitch. Like, <laughs> it's like calling your yeah. bluff. Do it, bitch mentality. And and the article I read on Variety tends to go on to say, well, she really didn't have any other big roles. Like, I mean, The Birds was her blockbuster. Right. And then this role is a much more nuanced um, actor's gig, right? Where she has to play a deeper character. Right. And in since then, she doesn't get a lot of roles. Um, and, and so there might be truth to that. I mean, honestly, that's them missing out, I feel like, because yeah. she's a very good actress. Um, and so they they missed out because, and I can say that because I'm not in the thing, but like they missed out because she is not, um, you know, like she's a very good actress. And they, if they mm-hmm. went with some lesser actresses because some man was like, oh yeah, she's, you know, whatever, whatever he would say, or if he did ruin her career or whatever, you know, then they missed out. And that's, yeah. you know, that's their fault. It's not her fault. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and it stinks that it kind of did curb her mm-hmm. career. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Right. But um, you can look at where her career goes after this and say, well, something maybe happened. But, yeah. And, it, and this is like... I want. I started this podcast wanting to like Hitchcock, yeah, and I've grown to not. Um, and I because he just this is Weinstein, mm-hmm. right? I'll ruin your career if you don't do what I say. I can make your career if you do, and um, this is pretty terrible. So, uh, this is a very good example of why it you know why Me Too is so important. Um, because, you know, this is, this happens all the time and this doesn't just happen in Hollywood. Like I, I personally haven't experienced it in the workplace because I, I tend, I've in childcare. So I work with mostly women, but you know, I, there's just so many things where people have been discriminated against because, you know, they're not pretty enough or, you know, they, get pregnant and so they get fired instead of maternity leave. like it's very prominent yeah. in it, you can just ask any woman and they've heard they've either experienced or heard of someone experiencing it absolutely so. and uh, obviously uh, I have a blind side to mm-hmm. it like I don't see it you know right <laughs> so um, yeah it's just you know I I I, I've tried to get hired at Hooters <laughs> and it's just like the shorts don't work <laughs> for the staff or anyone else. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's truly um, the lowest point for Hitch. Yeah. And, and there have been several low points. Anyway, <laughs> let's lighten the mood a little bit and um, talk about. So he brings her after he's caught her stealing. Yep. 
and they're having a chat like who are you really and she lies some more and he knows more than he's letting on and as she's lying he says to her and i quote i am fighting a powerful impulse to beat the hell out of you yep <laughs> end quote what a gentleman. Red flag. This is our hero, ladies and gentlemen. And there have been times where I've seen men grab women yep. in the movies. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, smack that's them. not good. And yeah, oh, smack. You yep. know, you don't talk to me that way. Yep. And here we go. What a guy. Our oh. hero, Mr. Rutledge, who gets whatever he wants. <laughs> he also, okay, let's talk about this other relationship. He has another love interest so, Mr. Rutledge, or I keep calling him Rutledge, Rutland, Rutland yeah. is a widow, or a widower. Yes. His wife has passed, and his wife's sister is very much trying to get in his pants. Very, oh, yeah, that's her main, her main goal. She has no other yeah. aspirations except to bang him. Well, and I think she wants to get married to him and keep the money in house. Right, and, right. Yeah, it's just, um, she's a weird character. Her name is Lil. Yeah, yeah. And she, like, okay, this is your sister's husband. You know what I mean? Your right. late sister's right. husband. Doesn't that weird you out at all? Oh, it would totally weird me out. Like, I'm good. <laughs> well, um, so after threatening to beat her, yep. um, she continues to pack and say, hey, you know, we'll give the money back. Or you just do whatever, you right. know. Just let me go. Yeah, one of the reasons he knows she's lying is because she says insurance as insurance, which is only said as insurance. And I don't. How do you say insurance? Insurance. <laughs> and you're from born and raised Ohio, Ohio. With a mom I'm from, from Florida, Kentucky. born and raised. With a well, that's kind of interesting because my mom's from Ohio. Oh, really? And so maybe that this isn't a good uh, panel to. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say insurance in a way differently than I say it. I was trying <laughs> to pronounce it differently last night. And I was like, how would you say that where it sounds right, correct, or whatever? Is insurance. I was like, I was going, I, sure... I don't get it. <laughs> and Sean Connery has a Scottish accent that he tries not to have in the movie. And it doesn't work all the it's time. So insurance. Right. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Right. I, that, okay, whatever. I knew you are from the um, South. Like, it would have been better if she had said, like, something regionally to Virginia. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what's regionally different. Like, if I if I said pop, you would assume, like, that's an Ohio thing. That would at least be, yes. Pop is the perfect example. Yeah. Because I, I listen to your show, Tess and Elliot Argue, wherever you get your podcasts. And you say pop. I do. And I say soda. Yeah. Because... That's just culturally, it, it regionally, I should say, what we call a soda pop. Right, right. Fizzy drink. Is, <laughs> right. We call it soda. You call it pop. No right or wrong. Right. Just, but you can tell if someone says pop, you're like, oh, you're from up north. Right, right, right. Or vice versa. Also, if you go to a restaurant in Ohio and ask for tea, you'll get unsweet tea. If you go to a restaurant in Florida or any southern state, you will get sweet tea if you do not specify. Oh, really? Yes. If you come down here and you say, I'd like tea, they will probably go sweet or unsweet. Um, but the default is sweet tea. Oh, okay. Okay. Some would say the correct. <laughs> I was in Iowa 
And I, we went to this barbecue joint. And to me, if you have a barbecue joint, I'm from the South. It has to have sweet tea. You're getting sweet tea. Yeah. You're getting sweet tea. And I go and I see a big thing. It just says iced tea. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. and I get it. I'm like, oh, what yeah. is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they don't put sugar in their tea. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm avoiding talking about this. So he now lets her know, where are we going? Well, you're going to marry me. <laughs> and <laughs> because I've fallen in love with you and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Because if you don't, I can sell you out and send you to jail. Immediately. What a romantic man. I Yeah, I definitely. I was like, you know what? She should marry him. No, I never thought that. I was like, girl, take jail. <laughs> yeah, just go to jail. No, just go I to mean... jail. <laughs> oh no, it's so, so bad. It's this was so hard go to watch. On a, they go on an involuntary for her honeymoon on a boat that I guess doesn't ever end. She's like, when is this boat ride going to end? Are they like, just like know. circling the dock? Like, what is happening? <laughs> so she's not only now married to a man she does not love because she's required to, otherwise she goes to jail, and now she's on a boat that she can't get off of. Yes. This it, drives her to the go ahead. Uh and also like for the honeymoon suite, it has two separate beds. Well, that's the sixties, right? I guess, but when they get back to their house, they have one bed. Oh, okay. So I'm confused. Well, but Well, it could be that that's what they had available. True. Right? Yeah, and, I guess, and, yeah. So um back on the trouble with Harry episode. They snicker and speak quietly in, about a double bed because it's so, oh, he's getting a double bed oh <laughs> for my. him and his wife. <laughs> so, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, well, he says to her, you know, or she says to him, she has no interest in uh, consummating this marriage. Don't touch me. Don't touch leave me. Leave me alone. Yep. And he's like, okay, you can. we have two beds. You sleep in your bed. I'll sleep in my bed. Okay. All right. And you're like, okay, he's kind of redeeming himself. He's going to respect him. He's, he's at least respectful. not going to assault her. Right. Good. And then one day he gets real horny. <laughs> real mad. <laughs> Just angry horny. She goes, I know the what you want to do. kind of horny. He's, she's like, just let me go to bed. That's precisely what I want to do. I don't know what that accent is. I want to go to bed. And then he just pulls all her clothes off with one stroke. Very easily. Just boom. She's naked. Yep. And she stands there in shock. Yep. And then he covers her up and apologizes to her. And then they show her kind of fall back into bed in this very cinematic way. Yes. And I think this is where... You see the scene as this is her being sexually assaulted. Yes. Okay. And I didn't, um, but maybe so. Now, I can't remember. Did she attempt suicide after? It was right after. It was right after. Right after this. So that even adds credence to that. Yeah. And uh, he says, why didn't you just jump off a boat uh, when he finds her face down in the swimming pool? She didn't want to feed the fish. Yeah, what a guy. What a, yeah. what a, this is our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so one of the things that happens is that she constantly has visions and dreams, and it usually coincides with knocking. Yes. And it's, don't touch my mom, don't hurt my mom, leave my mom alone. 
and you know red is tied into this mm-hmm. that knocking and the thunderstorms yes this all reminds me of the movie Spellbound by Hitchcock, which has a very similar thing, but it has to do with tracks, the color white, <laughs> snow, and it's like, okay, it's this again. Okay. Um, yeah, so now let me let me look at my notes because I'm losing track of the plot. Feel free to fill in. Oh, yeah, no, he, she tries to kill herself. She wants to feed the fish. She didn't want to feed the fish, stuff like that. So they get, and I guess like he starts doing some investigating about her mm-hmm. and well, you're not sure who you hear several phone calls and I think she's starting to turn. He basically brings her her favorite horse. Yes. That she owns. And she owns that horse, right? Like I maybe she doesn't have a place to keep it. Maybe she owns it on a ranch or somewhere where she can ride the horse whenever she wants, but she certainly owns it now. And it lives on his property and she rides it. And this brings her a lot of joy. Yeah. Uh, and and what has been pretty traumatic several months of marriage. Like she was happier just stealing. I <laughs> just let her be a thief, honestly, man. Like I would have chosen jail. Like, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you feel so bad for her because it's just like Stockholm syndrome at this point. It's and I don't know that she ever comes around to it. I don't think ever. So. I don't think like even when we get to the finale mm-hmm. and he's helped her out. Yeah. It's even then. It's like, what has he really done for her? Right. If you're not gonna, if you're not going to, then because reliving it doesn't solve it. It just means that you finally know the repressed memory. Now, yeah, now and, she needs therapy. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It certainly helps. To be able to pull it out and then start working through it. Sure, yeah. But she definitely needs professional help, which he does ask her to do. But this is from a guy who, in his own words, is a sexual blackmailer. Yes. His own words. Oh, yeah. He's disgusting. <laughs> this movie, man. Is yeah, Okay, it was, so. It was a hard, hard one. I had to watch a happy movie afterwards. What'd you watch afterwards? Home Alone. <laughs> Great choice. Great choice. <laughs> it's a great movie about a child who gets abandoned and then is then pursued by two murderous thieves. Well, I, I watched the one in New York, so it's like a little happier and they got to go to that really cool toy store and like I prefer the first one. Oh, see, I prefer yeah. the second one. Nice. But if you ask I just Rick, feel like the first he prefers more... the second one too, so my brother. That's to each their own. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. The, the first to me is just what stands up. I mean, the original movie that he uses, you know, mm-hmm. you filthy animal, all that great stuff. Very good. It's very good. Both are very good. <laughs> so Lil is also investigating this uh, Tippy Hedren's character, Marnie, because she is horning in on Lil getting what she wants, yes. which is to be with. Um, the serial rapist. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that's all you need to do to keep this guy from messing with you is actually want it, right? Because then he's like, you know? "No, nah, I'm good." No, nah, I'm good. And she, I prefer. Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> she pr- she has moments of like niceness where she will be kind yeah. to Tippy, like she helps her wake up from the nightmare. And, you know, with her... It's certainly to her face. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. She's a sta- backstabber. Yeah. There is a scene where uh, there's like a hunting party. Yeah. Ugh. And the dogs find something and attack it. I'm not sure what. It could be a boar. I think it's a fox. Yeah. And everyone around is yucking it up. Ha <laughs> ha Look at Yay. the dogs tear this up. Now, again, Tippy Hedren is a... Uh, self-proclaimed uh, con- conservationalist. Mm-hmm. She cares very much about animals. Uh, so it, it ties in with this character who flees the scene, but her horse, she loses control of her horse. Yes. Who then jumps over a wall that's just a bit too tall. Yep. And they have to put the horse down. Yeah. Uh, in a scene that is almost assuredly PETA would need to step in. And, 100%. And, yeah. Now, I'm not a big PETA fan, uh, but there are times when uh, we definitely need to protect our furry friends, and yes. uh, this would certainly be one of them. 100%. I, I, I say that as I don't necessarily condone their actions, and sometimes they tend to pick the wrong battles, mm-hmm. uh, such as, you know, um, when they were talking about Mario, like, or the whales, and there's a game where you could whale. And they're like, oh, God, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that. those aren't real whales. Or like in, t- <laughs> in like Toy Story when they were like, why does Bo Peep still have her crook? Like, like the. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, come on. It, because she does. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's She's not actually like crooking an animal. I don't know what that's called. But like, she's not actually yeah. like pulling the sheep with her. Like, it's just one of those things. It's just like, yes, it is very much Peter, pick your battles. Right, and pick ones that matter, such as this, right. where a horse was obviously maybe not hurt, but certainly held in a position of distress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I think uh, would be valid to say, hey, let's not allow that to happen. Yeah. Like, um, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So she has to put her favorite horse down, which is honestly the only person that, loves her and that she loves mm-hmm. uh you know because again her relationship with her mom is not great nope and so this is a tremendous loss yep it's uh, she i ugh. yeah it's awful they um so lil before this though invites the the initial person that uh marnie stole from at the beginning of the film to this party mm-hmm. and Mr. Rutland is like, yeah, just play it off like you don't know him. Right. Like, this guy isn't going to be like, no, I, I'm not. I mean, he's stupid, but he's not that stupid. Right. Like, he's not like, oh. <laughs> He's like, this is clearly her. And he had paid her off. And then so uh, the sexual blackmailist decides, okay, well, I'll just blackmail him. Right. Just, you know, I'll just tell him, hey, I'll ruin your career. Hey, how appropriate for this film um, to show this guy saying, I'll ruin your career. If you don't do it, I tell you, because based again on the story that Tippy Hedren told, seems uh, to parallel true life. Yeah. Yep. It's awful. Yeah. So we kind of get to the, the end of the movie here where uh, he's trying to figure out, Mr. Rutland, what exactly is causing this trauma. And she can't love me. Something's this. This is keeping her from loving me. Probably this the is rape. clearly the biggest problem in our relationship today. Pro- probably the rape, though. But I mean, most definitely. If we're assuming that she's been raped, yes. If we're on uh, the other side, where maybe she hasn't, maybe he changed. He's like, oh, and he stopped himself, and she went to bed and was fine. I mean, I hope. Even still, 
She's in a marriage she doesn't want to be in right. because she's being blackmailed. Right. Like, why won't she love her? Man, I mean, man, you got you got a lot of things going for you. Like, you know. <laughs> He's got a big house. He does have a big house. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very huge house. He does. I so this is this one was a hard one for me to swallow. I when I was very young, I was in a um, an emotionally abusive relationship uh-huh. that I did not realize was emotionally abusive until I was like thirty two. But um, the the guy that I was with reminded me a lot of this guy because he used my mental health as like a mm-hmm. like a crutch for him. So. And there were, you know, there, there, and there's like a, a thing to be said about women giving into and saying yes to, not that Tippy Hedren did, or um, Marnie said yes to sex, but women saying yes to sex when they don't want to have sex just to mm-hmm. avoid, you know, the consequences of saying no. And, right. you know, she, she, she told him no, I think once when he tried to touch her, but then when the possible, rape scene happened you know she just froze and now we consider that not non-consent right like we say like Mm -hmm. oh if they're if they go catatonic you should probably stop that's that's a good (laughs) sign that this is not a welcome behavior right but even when i was in an emotionally abusive relationship like there were times where i would say yes because uh, because i didn't i wanted to avoid a fight you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like, easier than the fight ahead. Yeah, and so I can, and so this this was hard for me to swallow because, you know, and it's and if you talk to anyone who's been in those kinds of relationships, those kind of relationships are very common, um, just because of the way that you know men view some men, not all men, but mm-hmm. men view women. You know, like it's like a they are a a commodity that you know why you need to be available why aren't you available mm-hmm. you know so i he i he at this point in the movie i he's there's too many red flags and i'm like girl like <laughs> oh <laughs> like yeah we need to be like i you just feel so bad for her i just feel awful for her <clears throat> yeah i i mean Thank you for saying that. Thank you for being uh, open and sharing. Oh, yeah. No worries. <laughs> so that goes out to the, 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 the men out there. And even if maybe, you know, like I know how it is. We get we get pretty riled up sometimes yeah. as far as, um, you know, it's genetic or not genetic, but natural nature. Right. Um, you, to go to the other room. Take care of your business your on your thing. own. Yeah. <laughs> then, then, then you'll be of a right mind. Yeah. And it's certainly no need to uh, yeah. pressure. If you do, yeah. if you, if she says no at first and then you talk her into it, that's not then, a good thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. So. And uh, yeah, totally. So maybe go to counseling at that point. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if you're, uh, you're not being intimate enough and you think that maybe it's not frequent enough get counseling um <laughs> but until then go to the other room do your thing and uh yeah all right so that's the, the masturbation corner out of the way <sighs> just <moving>. so <laughs> um he takes her to 
her mom's house, who throughout the whole movie she has insisted is dead. Yes. Marnie says. It says, my mom is dead. She died. She's dead. And he's like, I know better. She killed a guy. Honestly, it would be more, I think it would be healthier for her if she just viewed her as dead and never had to go see her mother again because her mother is so is so distant. <laughs> yeah. And and this is some like um you know I've my parents are great. Mm-hmm. Um uh, nobody's parents are perfect, but mine did a great job. You know, I don't certainly I, I I've seen and heard other tales of people with much more horrible stories. You know, my yeah. worst thing would be like, you know, I sometimes like to sleep a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I I have bad habits, but they're nothing um, particularly bad. Right. Um, But so she has this relationship with her mom and he comes in and this is again, he's portrayed. And I even found myself feeling glad he was there to push. And I I think it's the Mm -hmm. way it's intended that you respond. Yep. By the way, the movie is, is trying to get you to do is... Mama is not wanting to say anything about why Marnie has this trauma. Right. And he is not, and and Marnie is very much willing to say okay and not push the issue. And he is pushing Marnie's mom Mm -hmm. and Marnie to go down this road. Yeah. And and the way it's filmed and done is he is a hero. Yep. Um, doing this and I even felt myself emotionally reacting that way because that's what the movie wants you to do oh I did too I I had the same reaction I was like oh I'm glad that somebody because in this in this instant he is instance he is acting in her best interest yes I mean better would have been to you know have a professional do it but here we are it's 60s what are you gonna do right and I mean He's also not a therapist. Right. Like, I mean, and he doesn't know, could he cause more trauma? Right. I mean, if this person who is clearly damaged and hurt, and I don't say that in a derogatory sense. No. um, As someone who goes to therapy openly and says, it's good, you should go. Yeah. Someone with a deft hand needs to be the one to <laughs> work their way through that. Not come in with a hammer like he does. Yes. yes. And just insist, <laughs> like, let's do this. Um, and you come to find out that... Um, now, this is something I think is more um, deliberate in as opposed to the scene where we may or may not have witnessed a sexual assault. Right. Whereas, so her mom is a sex worker. Yep. And that's how she had to make a living. And they portray it that way. Yep. And honestly, I think that they don't, um, at least that I noticed, play, like, put her down for it no. in the film. And they're just like, she just says, I this is how I had to make our money. Mm-hmm. I did it to take care of you as a child. Yep. And... Um, I found like that was refreshing. It, yeah. I think it was tastefully done. She wasn't in like a, you could tell Marnie was taken care of. The house was clean. It wasn't, you know, a, a shack by any means. It was a house. Mm-hmm. She had a roof, you know, I, I, she had her own room she that had, she gets kicked out of though. Right. Um, when a gentleman caller comes. Right. So one of these callers, uh, as they put, um, Marnie on a couch in the hallway. 
Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a chase or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lightning storm comes and she's getting a little scared. Mm-hmm. And this, the only guy in the movie who's worse than Mr. Rutland comes out. Yes. And he starts, I'm right here. And you can just, Ugh. this to me feels much more overly, this guy's a sexual predator. Oh, it's icky. It's very yeah. icky. And I mean, Mr. Rutland definitely is a sexual predator. Right. This guy is like even further down the road. He's like a pedophile. Oh, the, yeah. This guy is, yeah, this guy is pedophile. Yeah. And, Ugh. um, but mama does what mama should do. Mm-hmm. She says, you get your hands off my kid. They get into a fight. Yep. Um, and as he's beating mama, Marnie grabs a hot poker yep. or whatever fire those poker. things are from the fire. Thank you. Uh, as someone in Florida, we don't find the need to set fires. <laughs> um, <laughs> just tends to be hot and she beats him to death. Yeah. Um, and then mama decides to take the blame. And this is this repressed memory that she has. Yes. Um, Marnie, that why she's affected by the color red is the blood, um, the thunderstorm, the knocking. Um, the men. All comes from <laughs> the men. Yeah. Why she doesn't want men to touch her. Yeah. Don't touch me. Yeah. Um, and if, if. Well, that's it for Hitchcock chronologically. <laughs> I just don't, I don't, I can't. I don't. Yeah, yeah this one was bad. <laughs> yeah. And and even at the end, she was like, I don't want to go to jail. I'd rather stay with you. Like, that's not an admission of like, oh, I love that, you. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. It's a choice between two options. It, it, go to jail or live right. with a sexual blackmailist. And in, in my mind, I would like to be like, nope, I would just go to jail. Like, forget it. I'm just going to jail. But in my, you know. At some point, she'd get out. She's were, not a murderer. Right. Like, she 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 stole some stuff. Like, she's pretty. She'll get off. Like, it's fine. That's the other thing. And one thing I've learned watching Hitchcock movies, according to these films, pretty women don't get convicted. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just There's a movie specifically where there's a jury scene. And they're like, hey, the movie's called uh, Murder. Yeah. And it, the the guy's like, I just don't believe she could do it. She's too pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, maybe, you know, take your chances. Get yourself a good lawyer. Yep. And, and, and you know, maybe you spend five to ten years in prison. It's better than a lifetime with a sexual blackmailist. And- or you do the sexual blackmail for seven years. And then it's outside of the realm of... Uh, right, right, right. Statue of limitations, <laughs> so we're good. Don't do that. But, just go to jail. Yeah, just go to jail, girl. It's fine. Because at that at that, any point, you could get pregnant, and then you're dealing with this man forever, and it's just, you know. I, right. I think, in my brain, like, if it had been... If we had skipped the entire middle of this movie, the cruise like her her having like if he had come in and been like i know you're a criminal let's work through this and he had helped her work through it and then at the end she was portrayed as any type of happy with how things are going in her life yeah she's still this is not a happy no and she is not happy no her mom never said her mom never said i love you or you know what i mean like she never was like Oh, I did it because I love you or or anything. She just was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, this happened. Like. <laughs> so do you remember how Marnie was conceived? 
Do you remember yes, that story? Yes, the basketball player promised the mom the uh, basketball the sweater. sweater. <laughs> yeah. And if you if you do this, you can have my sweater. What a trade. You know, yeah. Uh, and that's how mama gets pregnant yep. with Marnie. Yep. And. Well, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. The floor is I'm yours. Good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a heck of a movie. Um. Uh, like I texted Tessa, I was like, listen, this, this is just a two hour long trigger warning. Yes. I can't believe this movie exists. Yeah. It's bad. It's like. I thought, like, I would have not been surprised seeing this early on, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. In his library. Like when, when I'm seeing the racism and stuff, I'm like. I don't like seeing it there, mm-hmm. but I'm also not surprised. Right. It's the 20s. It's the 30s. This isn't really surprising. <sighs> Who thought this was a good idea? I don't know. I don't Now, know. it's based on a novel, and I'm wondering if the novel's done with more subtlety mm-hmm. or done in a way where he's not portrayed as the good guy. I want to Now I want to look up the novel. So if, if this movie has Sean Connery's character... What he's doing, and it's it's from Marnie's perspective, mm-hmm. and it's her inner turmoil of being trapped in the situation, and he's very much portrayed as a villain. Then I don't have a problem with the film, right? Because he's portrayed as the bad guy, because what he's doing is bad. And oh, in this yeah. film, he's portrayed as the reasonable guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's between he's portrayed as the alternative to prison. Yeah. He's good. slightly better than prison, but I'm not I'm so not sure, sure about that. Like it might just be ni- a nicer bed, but at the same time, like you have to deal with like what it, what's going to happen when he gets angry again, or what it, you know, yep. like I. <sighs> and people who almost rape, even if like that was almost uh-huh. sexual assault, yeah. eventually, you know what I mean? Yep. Like that. It, you, you never know. They escalate. They <laughs> typically escalate. Yeah. I've watched enough so, Criminal Minds. I know. <laughs> oh, that's what I, I listen. I listen to a lot of true crime yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually it's like uh, the first time he threatened to beat me and he didn't, so I thought it was fine. Yep. And then he started beating yep. me, and you know, so. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I probably need about six to seven trigger warnings on the front of this episode. You do. Uh, I'll write that down. I need to record that. Well, anyway, Tessa, thank you so much for watching this. You're very welcome. And being uh, willing to share and be open about the stuff that happened in this movie. Yes. And so I didn't have to try to. <laughs> anyway. It's just, um, yeah, it's bad. It's a hell of a movie. Uh, don't. You don't need to watch it if you don't want to. It's no. I, I if I try to take away the emotional thing, I would say that I found I was never bored. Okay. Um that's something I can say about the movie. I was never bored. Tippy's Hedren, Tippy Hedron's performance was very good. Excellent. It was very She's good. Very, very you, good. She yes. is but you can believe that that character has um post traumatic stress. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she's cool and calm when she's doing her heist, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah. There's nothing else to say. Yeah. Just 
I can't. I got four movies left, and I can't imagine. And I'm not daring Hitchcock to do it. Oh boy! But I can't imagine it gets any worse than this. <laughs> this is just. I really hope that it doesn't, for your sake. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, so, where can people find you, Tessa? Uh, Tessa and Elliot argue. It's a podcast I do with Elliot, my husband, and sometimes Michelle, his best friend, who is basically him just in female form. Uh, and it's a lot funnier than this movie. Uh, yes. Uh, and a lot less problematic. <laughs> yep. um, but not too much less. No. We still have Elliot no, there. No, we do still have Elliot there. Be problematic. Who, uh, God bless him. <laughs> he throws out claims of racism. He does. Um, yeah, he, he just, does. yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I recommend that show. The show low, the show low. The show notes will be in the description. Um, be sh- be sure to give it a click a Rooney and um, give it a listen. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at podcast by Jeff. You can check out my other podcast, the Movie Draft House, where me and Mark review movies, all of which have not been as bad as or problematic. I'm not saying this is a bad movie, a problematic, problematic. movie, definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, also Budget Arcade, where we review free-to-play games, uh, none of which have been problematic that I can recall. Thank God. Anyway, uh, I do want to thank you for listening. We start this final month off with what I can only say is just a, a new low, an absolute <laughs> new low. And uh, we've got four movies left. Hopefully and that I'll means you can only go up. <laughs> that's, that's the... I'll see you next week. <laughs>